Let's open our Bible. Let's start with the book of Romans 4, um, 6. How to, brought, how to be successful in life. Look, there are no steps to success in life. It's you believing what Christ has done for you. I will shout it from the mountain top to the valley below until Christian hears. A lot of Christians think that it's 15 things they do. It's how they manage their business. It's how they manage this. They have become managers instead of righteousness of God. They are managing one branch of something. Somebody say, I manage a branch of a bank and you think you found the moon. You think that is it? You are managing a branch in a bank. You are managing a, a part in Microsoft. You are managing a part in Nigerian Army. No, no, no. God has made you what? His own righteousness. Dare to believe it. Then we began to see the effect of righteousness. Now let, well, let's see this right. Romans 4 verse 6. Even as David described the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed the righteousness without works. And we are the people fulfilling prophecies. Amen. Tell the person, neighbor, look no further. This is a man that God has imputed righteousness without works. Open your mouth and talk. Talk. Tell the neighbor, look no further. This is a man that God has imputed righteousness without works. So I have been empowered because righteousness without works has been imputed upon me. Did the men trust? Let's move for that, then I'll move on. Seven. Saying, Blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. That is what makes us righteous because all our sins are what? Forgiven. Now look at this. Briefly, to buttress it before we move on. All our sins. Not only the one we committed in the past. All our sins. The one we've committed in the past. The one that we are committing in the present. Bless our darling heart and our darling heads. The one that we'll commit in the future. They are forgiven. They are forgiven. How can people be saying that? They see you have not committed. God has forgiven you. By saying it. By, uh, we are saying it. Because the word of God says so. By saying it. To start with, I always say this. To start with it. Nobody. There was no one of us. Eh, was there at the foundation of the earth. And done all our sins. But the lamb was slain. Before the foundation of the earth. Do that study. I did it recently. But one day maybe I will preach it. But do that study. And check that word uh, before the foundation of the earth, you see about 10 things, 10 times I appear in the Bible. You see some interesting things that the Bible says about it. Even all these things I talk about, I say all the works he had what completed it before the foundation of the earth. And you are here wanting the right to do the work that Jesus completed before the foundation of the earth. I not be able to laugh like the man that I had, I don't know how truth it is, that he asked for a lift and they gave me a lift. In a pickup truck. And he saw a pickup truck and he still had the load on his head. <laughs> and when the guy looked through the red glass, he said, ah, Why are you saying, No, 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 no. I'll give me a lot of people carrying me. I don't need to burden you also with my load. But you see, you're laughing like that for like the man, but 
But we are doing worse than it. Because what Christ has completed before the foundation of the work, our financial works that he has finished. Somebody hearing me? Our health life work that he has finished. You are here Kube, Kube, thinking that it's because of the exercise that you do and the food that you eat that you will be in divine health. Glory to God. I am blessed. All my sins are worth forgiving. Say that again. I am blessed. Because all my sins are forgiven. That's, that is why your business will flourish. It, that is the power in me. That is the power that makes all doors open. That is why you go there tomorrow and the same thing that slam the door in your face. You open the door and say, sorry, please come in. Because a force has been released. You have to realize that it's not a physical thing, it's a spiritual thing. A force has been released on your behalf. Force has been released on your behalf. Alright. Then we'll go to Isaiah. Better is a man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. That's why they are singing today. Not guilty. Because you have come to a place. Eh, because of the blood of Jesus Christ. I pray somebody get this. You have come to a Z place. Like the people in the house have said, Z place. That God will not impute sin. No matter what. You see, the natural mind find it difficult to accept that. They will fight it. They will say it's heresy. But you see, it's in the Bible. Now go to Isaiah 54. I'm still laying foundation. I, I, I don't think I really finished the way I wanted to finish it. Isaiah 54 verse 17. No weapon is formed against thee shall prosper. Say amen. amen. No weapon. No weapon. There's no exaggeration here. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Do the part I did not really stress. Who do the condemnation? You. It didn't say pray that God condemn every tongue that rises against you in judgment. Amen. This is a good fight of faith that we are involved in. Every tongue that rises against us in judgment, they thou shall what? Condemn. Why? Say, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And look at that. And their righteousness is of me, said God. Yes, sir. Their righteousness comes from me. So look at them. I put this way. Because you are the righteousness of God. These are the effects of the righteousness. Remember? If you go to the same place from verse 13. Talk about the effects of righteousness. If you believe you are righteous, this is what happened in your life. If you believe you are righteous, no weapon form against you prosper. No weapon. I know some Christians are hearing me. No weapon. This is our security. This is our security. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong power. The righteous, the righteous run it to eat. You know why? Because only the righteous have the code to assess. And he is saved. What is this name of the Lord? It's not J-U-S-U-S. 
The name of the Lord Chukabai is the finished works of Jesus Christ. It's what he has done for us. That is our internal security. Because I would say he obtained an eternal redemption for us. So it's an eternal thing. I'm eternally secured. Bible says that he that break the hedge, the serpent will bite. You know how we break the hedge? That is what we be saying. We break the hedge not by sinning. Okay, let me tell you this time. Everybody became quiet. We break the hedge not by sinning. Because all our sins have been forgiven. So that cannot be the breaking of the hedge. We break the hedge by taking our faith from what Christ has done and begin to put our faith in the, what we can do. When we are being told, I said, ah, you must do this, do that, do that. You must do that, do that, do that. It's because pastors have kidnapped the church from God. Yes, sir. I saw that writing up. They have kidnapped the church from God. They are now calling themselves present and founder. That is why the church is going through tribulation. That's why we are being killed. That's why rules are coming up. We told the church back to God. They say church like Begalapu said. And go. They, I will build that church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. Look, you see, the moment we put it to works, we are falling from grace. Please hear me. Be taught, like we said on Thursday, be taught righteousness and be established in righteousness. That is the key. Be established in righteousness. My people are taught of the Lord and great shall be their prosperity. They are taught righteousness. They are established in righteousness and great shall be their prosperity. Amen. Oh, listen, it's good to pray. I've been encouraging us to pray since morning. But it's not in how long you pray. It's not in how long you pray. I believe in what he has done. I'm secured because I am righteous. No weapon. Say it again. Say no weapon. Form against me. Forge against me. Shall prosper. There shall no divination or enchantment against me that will ever prosper. Why? Because I am the righteousness of God in Christ. No divination. No incantation. No voodoo. No babalawing. Killing of tortoise. Killing of pigeons. They were like, you know, me like, you can't carry that slow, disgusting animal tortoise. And you say you kill it. Yeah, you go and put it in between the way and say that something will happen to me. Kilo day. Hey, oh. <laughs> a mifa. You are saying that uh, a blood of a tortoise is more powerful than the blood of Jesus. <laughs> and you are even afraid. Say they did the jazz that came and dropped in front of my house. You are afraid. Come on. Don't you know the blood you are drinking every day? Don't you know the flesh that you are eating every day? One day they were saying that we drink the blood in Angkor. They're saying in Angkor Church. I came there to the pastor. Then they say you drink blood. Say yes. Why yes. do you try to, try to deny it? Don't we drink blood? So one guy came. To, unfortunately, that was in Angkor that time. So he let me say, yeah, I didn't understand. I've been hearing stories that we drink blood. I said, yes, so. Man, his eyeballs almost came out of the socket. I said, we drink blood. I said, look at you. I said, neighbor man. I said, look at you. You're a neighbor man. Where, is there any power outside blood? Even in business. Is there any power blood? I say, I drink blood. I, I, anybody I like to, I, I drink a lot. 
The guy was confused. I could see it in his face. But like an egg, I say, sometimes just drown them a little bit. Then they are willing to listen to you. Then I say, but you know what about the bar? I'm very picky about the blood I drink. You are still wondering that. <laughs> because they tell that I was killing human people and drinking their blood. That's why I, mean I have power. You know, you think I said, I'm going to say, no, animals. And I said, I said, animals, who drink blood? Why would I drink the blood of animals? Yeah, I said, animals, blood are cheap, cheap blood. But I believe he was willing to run. Because you're thinking that his, his next blood I'm going to drink is going to be so blood. I say, even humans. I say, I can't drink the blood of humans because they are sinful. I say, I only drink the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of a man that I've never seen before. Precious blood of Jesus Christ. You know, he took it. He sighed. And he became our member. <laughs> he became a pastor in our base. Amen. Glory to God. And he started drinking the blood with us. And started prospering. He started, he, truly, this guy prospered in Ankhmer. He prospered in Ankhmer. Glory to God. Say, I am righteous. And that is how aggressive I want to be about who you are. I, I am righteous. Oh, I had a fight with my husband before I came to church today. That does not negate your righteousness. Because it is not you not fighting with your husband that made you righteous. So, you fighting with your husband you cannot negate it. I'll say it again. I'm like, yeah, you're attacking. Yeah, give you a license to sin. Nobody needs license to sin. Nobody needs license to sin. If they don't sin, they will sin. And truly, the ways of sin is death. I believe there's consequences for sin. I believe there's a hell. I read some articles. I say, some pastors say that it becomes of grace that there's no judgment, there's no hell. I say, you didn't hear me say that. You have not heard me say that. There is judgment. There is hell. And people are going to hell every day. I don't want them to go. But they are. Because if they don't take advantage of what Christ has done for us. They don't believe in this gospel we are preaching. They will go to hell. No matter how morally good they are. Being morally good can never take you to heaven. And being morally good can never bring money into your hands. And being morally good can never make you to be healthy. Say amen. amen. Glory to God. Now, look at Isaiah 33, 24. I thought we were going to enter the glory today, but not today. And the inhabitants shall not say, I am sick. Yeah. Like they taught us, I agree. The inhabitants shall not say, I am sick. Why? The people that dwell therein shall be forgiven their iniquities. Read it in context. Because our sins are forgiven. We are the healed of the Lord. The more I see this, right? The more I see ministering to the sick to be the easiest thing there is. Healing team, I hope you are hearing me. The easiest thing. We're in a new week. Last week, I prayed for people on Facebook and the next day they are testifying. You know, you know how I did it? Just very simple. I make them to see what God has done for them. Your sins are forgiven. That is the thing. Your sins are forgiven. With that taking away, will you believe in that? Because you need to believe it for it to be taken away. For you believing that and that and the sins taking away. The sin, the nature and the sins, the act taking away. <sighs> Power flow in. That's why Jesus told that man, say, go, sin no more. Let's say worst thing will come upon you. Remember, Jesus was an Old Testament prophet, so you are basing on that the law. But it shows something, it shows us what sin does. Sin is the hindrance to what? 
to heal him. And we are most blessed that hindrance has been taken away, not by our effort. Like I was saying earlier on, you fail when you are thinking that it's your effort. You break the hedge when you are thinking that I need to do this. Glory to God. It's good to do things right. And because we are righteous, we do right things. Thank you. Mango tree produces mango food because it's a mango tree by nature. It's not a mango tree because it produces mango food. No. It produces mango food because it's a mango tree. Yesterday I came to office later, man. So, at the moment I enter, almost everybody. Reverend, you came late. Reverend, you came late. Reverend, are you not feeling fine? I can't be sick now. Are you just waking up? Anyway, I purposely came late. But it was for a reason. We didn't know. But you see, when I was going back home, I said, it's always good to do the right thing. People know me to come early. So the day that I'm late, it was strange. Almost everybody that greeted me enter office, even the, the technical group, they were there, always asking me, What happened? What happened? I said, Nothing happened. That guy, I will come late. <laughs> All of you come late. Can't I come late? So listen to me, it's good to do the right thing because by nature, you are right. By nature, you are right. So it's not a license not to do right thing. As a matter of fact, it's an empowerment. To do right things. But this is who you are. You know, I like the way my wife relates with the kids sometimes, you know. Because anytime I go there, I see the way they relate. You know, I say, no, 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 no. The Jesus children don't do that kind of thing. I mean, that's the way, that's another way to, to get them to understand. By not putting laws upon them. You know, the, the person you are, you shouldn't be doing this. You can't be doing this. I know the Bible says it that way. It says, a strong drink does not belong to the righteous. So you see, be a righteous man. You should be dabbling into drinking strong drinks. Uh-oh. I lost post of people's service. Because they apply that after they're gonna get down on it. And I, I, I thought that you I thought I thought you you thought what? Taking our call is wrong. Let me just say it again. Taking our call is wrong. Nobody saying amen. No. Can I say it again? Taking our call is wrong. I'm going to be that. My daughter just said, I'm going to take one. No, you are not. A red wine. A red, red wine. White wine. No, you are not. I'm telling you, you are not going to do it. You are hearing me. There's power in the words I'm speaking. You see, the love of Christ constrains us. As you are hearing me, you, you are going to do it. You come there, something. Why must you do it? You are righteous. Say, I'm righteous. Why am I? Let me just go home, Joe. It's not 15 commandments of how thou hast touched not alcohol. <laughs> but you see, you are a king. Amen. Strong wine is not fitting. Well, I think he just said, belong it. And I say, it doesn't befit. It's not befitting to a king. Can hear a pin drop. But what the Bible says, stop trying to quote the Bible. Say, the Bible says, take a small wine for that stomach sake. Now, the first thing I want to ask you is, you have a stomach problem. 
No, that is better. Do you have a stomach problem? If you have a stomach problem, Dr. Brian and all the doctors, please. Is it alcohol that you need to <laughs> tamper that stomach problem? And secondly, use the word wine. You need to realize something. Let me be honest. You have to realize something, right? Wine in scriptures, right? Translate from the original tongue to English. Some words are all use the same thing. Everything that is not water is referred to as wine. Kunu, for example. Coke, for example. Hey, cock syrup. All this syrup, right? Medicinal syrup were all referred to as what? Wine. Because they start with some of them even have some form of alcohol in them to a control measure. So, when you use the word, take alcohol for their stomach's sake. It may be talking about medicinal syrup. So, it's a wine. Then, let me tell you something. That's why you say sometimes in the Bible, words are used like strong wine to differentiate. When you talk about strong wine, you're talking about what? Alcohol. Kain, kain. Bukutu. BKT. That is Bukutu. Eh. Yeah, people like taking that thing very well. <laughs> Goskolo. What is that? Ogogoro. <laughs> oh, kind, kind. What do they call it? Sapele water. The they mix punch. Amen. When you touch it, you are gone. Then the smoking of grasses. Some of you like cigarettes. Cigar, weed. I don't know how I come there, but it's good. I don't believe you should do that. Moreover, right? You say your body is the temple of the Lord. Say your, and your body, say the temple of God, which is your body. Your temple of God is holy. Which temple ye are? So you are holy. To anyone that defy the temple of God, him shall God destroy. Because the temple of God is holy. Which temple? He are. So anything you do to destroy your body is wrong. Let me come to that. You may not want to say amen now. Come to that one. Like, if you like eating too much, that destroys your body also. And not eating. You know, not eating because you want to be like Agbani. So you're, you're, you're becoming like zombie. <laughs> People don't want to even talk to you because they are afraid. Maybe they think that maybe you have HIV AIDS and you don't say anything about it. Because you're just, they know I'm just, you're slimming to fashion. Hey, you see, both sides, you, see, you can't say I'm not eating. You're destroying your body. You can't say I'm eating too much. You're destroying your body. <laughs> Now let's open our Bible to Isaiah 16, verse 5. Say amen. amen. This year is the year of glory. Amen. amen. Glory to God. And in mercy shall thy throne be established. And he shall sit upon it in truth. In the tabernacle of David, judging and seeking judgment and hasting righteousness. All that is seeking there is what? Judgment and what? Righteousness. The righteousness of God. 
That's why Bible says, seek ye first, give us intercession, seek ye first the kingdom of God and what? And his righteousness. It didn't say that seek ye first the kingdom of God and your own righteousness. His own righteousness. Many people have read that scripture over the years and have interpreted it wrongly. Well, for all these things to be added to you, you have to be righteous. And when they say you have to be righteous, that will do things. No. That's not talking about seek ye first his kingdom and what? His righteousness. His God's righteousness. And God's righteousness cannot be attained by what you do. Amen. Thank you, sir. Your own righteousness has filthy rags. But you see, when you're truly established in mercy, and you sit upon this throne of David, what you do is that you seek judgment and righteousness. That's what God expects of us. God's own righteousness. Give me Romans 9, verse 1. Hey, what you should be seeking in your life and in the life of people is what? God's own righteousness. Judgment. I speak the truth in Christ and life, but my conscience also bears me witness in the Holy Ghost. That I have great heaviness and continuous sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were a cause from Christ. For my brethren, my kindred, according to the flesh. Forget about the Jew. Who are Israelites? To whom pertained the adoption and the glory and the covenant. And the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises. Whose are the fathers and whose as concerning the flesh? Christ came who is over all. God bless forever. Amen. Not as though the word of God had taken none effect, for they are not all Israel, which are Israel. Go to um, 14. Let's start with 14. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then, it's not of him that will it. It's not of him that run it. But God that what showed what mercy. Now it's not in what you do, in your willingness on your running, but in God showing what mercy. Now jump now to chapter ten. Let's have on verse one. Brethren, my heart desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have zeal, a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, are going about to establish their own righteousness, having not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that does what believeth. If you go on, you have more time. Read chapter 9 and chapter 10. Now, they have zeal. But their zeal wasn't according to knowledge. They are pursuing things in their own willingness and in their own strength. They are pursuing righteousness in their own willingness and their own strength. It's not a thing that will it. It's not a thing that run it. That's why if you read chapter 9 carefully, we didn't read everything. You see that even from the womb, God has chosen Jacob against Esau. From the womb. It has nothing to do with what Esau did because this is a question. It's not a thing that will it. It's not a thing that run it. It's the mercy of God being lavish upon you. So it's because of God's mercy that came upon us through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection that we are chosen. Use that word chosen. We are chosen to be what? To be righteous. So you have to look at God's righteousness in that light. 
When you talk about God's righteousness, hey, it's something that uh, in the mercy of God, I was chosen to be right with Him. When I try to pursue it, now in chapter 10, bring it out. When I try to pursue it in my own works, I'm missing it. That is the breaking of the hedge. Let's read that part again. But bear them record that they have a zeal of God. Zeal is good. But if your zeal is full of ignorance, amen, it's taking you nowhere. They have zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they be ignorant of the righteousness of God, God's righteousness, God's righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his, God's righteousness. Being ignorant of God's righteousness are going about to establish their own. How are they doing it? Chapter 9 says it. In their willingness and in their pursuit. They have zeal, they are willing and they are pursuing it. But ignorantly, because they are pursuing that, they are no more submitting themselves to the righteousness of God. I went to order to bring this out. That when he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that righteousness talking about there is not what you pursue and attend to in your willingness and in your performance. It is a gift of God you submit yourself to. And with that, he said, all other things shall be what? Added to you. You know the context with this came. Jesus was teaching, say, be careful, do not worry, do not have anxiety over what you eat, what you will drink, or what you wear. Say, for after these things, these things, the Gentiles seek. After what things? What to eat, what to drink, and what to wear. The Gentiles are always pursuing these things. But you should not do that. What are you to do? Principle of success, how to be successful. What are you to do? You seek first the kingdom of God and what? His righteousness. Look at it. The same energy the Gentiles put in pursuing what to eat, in pursuing what to drink, in pursuing what to wear, in pursuing money. You put that energy in pursuing what? God's righteousness. This kingdom, this grace. Believe it and let it be your desire, your own labor also. Seize it and believe it. Now look at it. The effect of righteousness will take place. What is the effect of righteousness? All these things shall be added unto you. All these things shall be added unto you. What things? What to eat? What to drink? And what to wear? As you say from Zarias, I said that when I finished school and well, just started for a few months before we finished school because of the ASO strike and everything. So I was to finish like, in 1993, September, oh, September time, but the strike and everything. So I graduated from ABU 1994, March. So church started in 93, December. So when church started, I still had three months in school before I left school. I went to started, right? I got a house, I had to stay on my own. Amen. And you have to believe God for food. Not be like stay in my house once in a while. You see, we believe God for food. What we normally do that eh? on Sunday, amen. After service, after we do things, any money we can get, some sisters will go, out, go out and buy food, amen. And usually, that food they will buy, eh? it only, they only cook a nice meal that Sunday. So, in the evening, we are sure Sunday evening, we we'll eat a nice meal. The rest is 
till next Sunday, man. <laughs> Lord of the harvest, glory to God. You have to believe God. So, it was always in my subconscious of, okay, food to eat, food to eat, what to, now I'm pastoring, what to do. Then, I started going out and I was going to get married. And I don't know about all the other men. But I've said this over and over again. Some of you have laughed at me. But the only thing that I've thought about that was in my mind when I was going to get married was how am I going to be putting food on the table for this girl? That was my major worry. I got married in 2002, right? That was, I think nine years after I just started. My major prayer point was not even money for the wedding. Funny enough, eh, what you don't think about eh, truly, this is where I'm going to. What you don't think about will happen. We released our state, I'm about, I had about 60 or 40,000 in my account then. We seeded it out. I started believing God. When God married, it was glorious. Millions were spent. After the wedding, I still had a lot of money. After money was stolen from us, still had money, put it to camp and the rest. But you know what it's called, right? This scripture, seek it first the kingdom of God. When I took my mind, Jesus said, take no thought. I literally means take no thought. Take no thought what you will eat. That is what it means. There is no deeper meaning, Greek meaning, Hebrew meaning, for that word, take no thought. It means what? Take no thought. How to be successful in life. A man of God actually say, Reverend, but wait, if Jesus said we should not think of what we are going to eat, something is wrong. You have to think of what you are going to eat. I say, if Jesus said, don't think about it. Then you know what? Don't think about it. Don't try to read any meaning to it. I've just said this from my own experience. As God said, when I took my eyes off, what are we going to eat? That problem was not there. Till today, I don't think about it. When I stop thinking of what am I going to wear, I start having clothes. When I say, ah, yeah, a pastor now, people always give you things. I know many other pastors. So. But if you are always looking for a way to excuse yourself, you always find a way. Like you say, you say, you're a pastor now. I like, ah, you're a pastor now, your wedding, people give you things. On my wedding, we have churches then. Abuja church gave me 20k after the wedding. Zaya church gave me a clock. That clock is still in Ankba. With my picture and Nogwa's picture on it. That was it. But you see, if that makes you sleep well in the night, I say, it's because you have churches. That's why things are, are happening. Okay, go ahead. But you see, what I'm saying there, to be successful, take no thought. Stop thinking about it. Brother, use that energy, right, into the righteousness of God. I'd rather be thinking that I am righteous and establishing myself in righteousness and trusting God that others will get established in righteousness and other things. How many times many brothers have come to my house? I call it clear and they come and clear out. They'll come and pack as many things clothes, sh- shoes, and everything. It will come back again. They will pack again. They will come back again. Take no thought. Stop thinking about cars. Cars are there coming. Now I don't think about cars. I don't think about what you want to give out. But I remember they went in Zaria when I was thinking about car, and I had to expect for everything to have wheels. They were not coming. They were not coming. Take no thought. Put that energy into what. The righteousness of God and all other things shall be added. Put that energy into the righteousness of God. 
Maybe the child is getting married now. Every oh, single man say, money for the wedding, money for the wedding, money. It will not come. Believe me. The more you come close to it, the farther away it runs. But you know what? Eh? Say, money covet. Believe God for the money. And put your energy on the righteousness of God. The money will be pursuing you. When Peter went all through the night, toiling for fishes, they ran away from him. As though it's a bad plague. They ran away from him. But when he took his mind off the fish, after listening to the gracious words that was coming out of the mouth of Jesus Christ, something happened. Remember the fish is where? In Peter's language, I toiled all through the night, I took nothing. No matter where they were, as Jesus was talking, they were swimming towards them. Peter! Peter, 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 let down your nets for a catch. <laughs> because I have toiled all through the night, Oga, but I took nothing. Nevertheless, if you say so, at thy word, if mine was no more on fishing, as a matter of fact, Peter was like, look, Oga, forget about this right now. But let me just do it, child, to just humor you. When he let down the net, actually, he had what? A net breaking, a boat sinking, miracles. They are worrying after the man. The man will be running away. They are worrying after the woman. The woman will say, all the sisters are asked. They don't want to bother me. We are anxious. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer, with supplication, and thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Say, cast your cares upon him. For he cared for you. God has to use the Bible to teach me. To stop fretting about my children. And a good plan said that that time John was small. You know, John was not feeling fine. He had prayed, put John to bed. You know, he said he will not be able to sleep in the night. He'll be turning. He said, Go on, go and feel his temperature. Go on, go on. When you want to go, God said, Go back and lie down. How is you feeling his temperature? Go to reduce the temperature. How? Is it one time he actually told God, he said, hey, I want to even check whether he is well covered. <laughs> An opportunity to just go to the room. God said, they trust me that he is well covered. That thing helped me. Because I understood what Kenekoba was going through when I started having children. I mean, I can't be one of my greatest faith move. It was one time that April was not feeling fine. April was just, before he wasn't even, wasn't even a year old. Right. But just lying down, April out, Edward was sleeping. I was talking with Nugwa. I was still trying to go back and watch television. So the April started throwing up. We all thought maybe just Nugwa cleaned her. Before he threw up again. Throw up again. Nugwa being a medical doctor. And me hanging around her. I knew the implication. Nugwa said, Let's go to the hospital. I said, No. In my heart, I just something just to me no. I heard April, I went and stood by the balcony. April was thrown upon me. Pastor Joe was there. Pastor Joe came. I was wearing my shirt. Pastor said, let's go to the hospital. I said, Joe, I'm with my shirt. Joe, where this side? I brought my trousers. I said, I'll take. I wonder whether you wanted me to change the, in the open. I don't know. I said, take. But you know, I stood. I said, okay, Joe. If you throw up one more time, we'll go. But I believe she is healed. I was stood there. He didn't throw up again. Because I know Joe. I mean, I can't even power Joe in that one. Joe will have forced me into the car. Drag me to the car. But you know, to me, that was one of my greatest 
take of faith. I know what that did to me. I know. Because I knew that I believed God's word. It's, I wasn't looking at the trainer. And I refused to fret. And from that day till now, amen, I learned to cast my cares upon the Lord when it comes to them. But God still want to react to. I'm about sometimes go and say, oh, how are they doing? See, even it went temperature. Oh, maybe that's just start thinking. Sometimes even though I have taken it from me, gotten it from me a lot. I say, You are a doctor, what are you? I just start backing back at her. As this and forth, amen. But I have to tell Arabic, calm down. Cast your cares upon the Lord. Take no thought. Take no thought. It's a battle sometimes. And that is a battle you have to win. Anytime it's coming to your mind, I said, No, I have cast the cares upon the Lord. I have cast this care upon the Lord. God takes care of me. I have cast this care upon the Lord. If you have to say that a thousand times in the night, say it. When you wake up, the devil just slam that thought upon you. You'll say, I have cast this care upon the Lord. If you like, open your Bible. Can I say you have his Bible sometimes open to that page? And the devil talk to him. You just say, You read that picture of scripture and say, I have casted the cares upon the Lord. I have casted the care upon the Lord. And he will rest. I have casted the care upon the Lord. And I'll rest. Sometimes, after two seconds, the <laughs> devil will speak again. Answer him. Look at the scriptures. You know the scriptures are standing on. Look at the scriptures. I have casted the key upon the Lord. After a while, there will be gap between his voice. Yes, there will be gap between his voice. You know more two seconds again. Be after ten seconds. Then after a minute. Then after ten minutes. But that means I'm going to speak up to a million times a day. Go ahead. If he speaks to you a million times a day, you answer him back a million times a day in faith. You do. You are fighting a good fight of faith. You are laying hold of salvation. You are the righteousness of God. Refuse to be bombarded by the devil. Why are you bombarding? Glory to God.